the Vestavia Hill City Schools podcast. I'm Whit McGee. And I'm Brooke Wedgworth. Well, good to see you again. Good to see you, Whit. (laughs) Here toward the end of November, Thanksgiving and the holidays around the corner. Do you have anything fun that you like to do this time of year or any any exciting things with your family or school? Well, we're excited to have some family time next week. So that's, that's probably my favorite thing about Thanksgiving is just kind of relaxing, being together. I'm eating lots of food, mm-hmm. so we will we will gather at my parents' house this year and enjoy Thanksgiving lunch together. Yeah, that sounds good. Well, we're same thing. We'll be a lot of a uh, lot of miles put on the car uh, as we travel to family in North Alabama and East Alabama, uh, and I know our students are going to be really excited about it too because they get the entire week of Thanksgiving off, which is fantastic. Yes. So, yes. Faith Lenhart is with us today, our arts education coordinator. And Faith, I know that the holidays of are there a big time for the arts, right? They are. We have over 10 performances just in the month of December at all of our schools this year. Um, The big one for us at the high school is Celebrate the Season. It is December 6th, and it involves dance, choir, band, theater, and a visual arts show. So we do four shows in one day, and it's really busy, but it's a really great way to get everyone in the Christmas spirit. Well, I'd love to hear a little bit about your story because you you have a newer position here in the school system, but you are not new to Vestavia Hills City Schools. So just how did you get into arts education? How many years have you been an arts educator? And just why why are you so passionate about that? What's important to you personally about the arts? What is important to me, um, I guess, is what we're able to offer the kids. It's a different experience, and even if our kids don't end up majoring in in a a, a performing or visual arts, it gives them some life skills that they're going to need in any career. For me, I started, you know, dancing when I was three, and I really never stopped. Um, And after I was able to major in dance education, I, you know, I decided that I wanted to be able to go into a public school and offer a program that I wasn't able to participate in when I was in high school. I've been in Vestavia for this is my 22nd year and I taught two years prior to this in an elementary school and just recently moving into this administration position I have been able to work with all of our arts educators we have 30 on staff and 23 adjunct and it's been great to work with different grade levels and different disciplines. So the arts really is a big deal here in Vestavia Hills and so why do you think Faith people Um, here are so passionate about the arts and what do you think makes that really different from other school systems? I think one thing that makes it different than other school systems is that we are supported with with staff. We have art and music in all of our elementary schools. We have now dance, theater, music, and visual art in our middle schools, and it gives kids the opportunity to get engaged in the arts at an earlier age. Um, I think in our community, one of the reasons that it is valued is because of the experience that the kids have. They're able to participate in different kind of arts experiences while they're also involved in an athletic or another academic, you know, an academic team. So it's about educating the whole child and then being very well-rounded and exposed. Well, and there was a period of time a number of years ago where uh, a lot of school districts around the state of Alabama had to start making some cuts in certain areas. And arts education was one of those areas that a lot of school systems made some significant cutbacks in. But that's never really seemed to be the case in Vestavia Hills. It's something that it seems like the, the community has, if anything, doubled down on and said, we want more support to these programs. Do you, you feel that way? I completely agree. Um, we've added at the high school over the past five to seven years, I think three or four new positions, additional positions in the arts, 
because we had that many children that were registering for the classes. So I do feel like when other districts were pulling back, we did double down. And I'm really proud of that because I think we're to the point now with with the numbers and the growth of the programs that it's paid off. So you recently moved into a new role in our school system uh, which is arts education coordinator. And can you share a little bit with us about why that position was created and what what you hope to accomplish through having a district level position now related to arts? I think the reason the position was created is that Dr. Freeman and the board saw the need for additional support for our arts educators and for our students. Arts teachers sometimes feel like they're on an island when there are other teachers. There aren't other teachers in the building that teach the same thing that they do. So my my role has been, and I hope to continue to do, is to offer support to the teachers, which in turn will offer support to the students. I'm able to do some of the things that they had to do outside of their class time and outside of their class day, I can take care of some of that for them. And I hope that they're able to do, spend more time on the students and they're planning for what they offer them. Faith, I know you've been working on, or one thing you've been working on are um, grants um, since you've taken on this job. What are some of the other things that you really have been focused on or um, have accomplished since being in this role? Other than grants, one of the things I've focused on is finding quality and relevant professional development for the arts educators. This is the first year that they have been able to, all disciplines have been able to meet with their like PLT across the district, not just in their building. Um, I've also worked on trying to promote what they're doing in their classrooms and their performances on social media. It's also about facilities and making sure that they have everything that they need to teach the units and the projects they want to. I'm excited to say that all of our elementary schools now have working kilns, and that wasn't the case. We've also been able to upgrade some of the some of the lighting in some of our elementary schools and their performance spaces. So a lot of the little things that, you know, they just needed someone here to be the, to be the voice for. Well, and on the professional development end of things, Brooke, I know that's a significant part of your role in the school system, just bringing great high quality professional learning to our teachers. And I'm, imagining it's got to be a great support to your work and in, in ensuring that our, our arts teachers have really good quality instruction to, to improve their craft. Absolutely. So that's something over the past few years that we've tried to provide is, you know, look for opportunities or when they found opportunities they wanted to participate in to be able to support them in that or maybe even offer occasionally some time for them to plan and work together. But it's really been great having Faith in this role is because she's dedicated to that. And as a arts teacher herself, she really knows what they need and and really is in tune to that. So that's definitely been a benefit, not just to me, but really to all of our um, arts teachers. You mentioned some of the the heavy equipment like kilns and things, and, and obviously a lot of investment into Uh, professional development and resources for students. So what is the benefit to a student to taking arts courses? And I'm particularly interested in your thoughts on what the benefit is for a student who is not pursuing arts education or arts careers after high school. One of the goals that we have and we talk about in our departments is that we want to create arts advocates so that when when they do graduate and they are in a career that may not be directly related to the arts, they still are patrons of the arts and supporting it through their um, attendance to performances and visits to museums and things like that. I feel like the kids in our programs develop skills in communication with each other, working together 
problem solving that just enhances what they're doing in their classroom, in their academic classrooms, but it's an, it's another way for them to hone those skills. And I can say that even from a parent point of view, you know, my kids have had the privilege of being able to participate in arts programs since they were in kindergarten, which is something that we did not have in school. That's something we talk about often. But, you know, we had music class in elementary school growing up, and that was really about it. Mm -hmm. So the fact that they've been exposed to um, so many different types of arts, I think is is amazing. And even seeing them continue those, I don't think that any of them plan to major or do anything like that in college or beyond, but they've continued those arts classes um, even through middle and high school, just because that they find that as a great like creative outlet and really a place for them to relax and enjoy themselves, you know, in addition to the academic courses they have. One thing that I'm really proud of at the high school is that we have eight periods in our school day. And when we made that change a couple years ago, it really opened up the opportunities for kids to be able to add an arts course if they didn't already have one. So we see a lot of kids that, um, I guess, different social groups that come together in these classes and become friends and they may not have been had that interaction otherwise. So I really appreciate the fact that we do have the eight periods in the day and it offers kids more opportunities. Definitely. Faith, do you know about how many students are involved in the arts across our system? And maybe talk a little bit about some of the courses or um, just the variety of courses that we're able to offer. Sure. At the secondary level, we have over a thousand kids that are involved in an arts course. Um, Obviously, at the elementary level, 100% of the students um, are able to take art and music weekly. Um, But we offer Fortunately, all the five disciplines at the at the secondary level. So the kids are able to take introductory courses in music, band, choir, theater, visual art, all the way up to AP and honors courses in all of those um, programs. We have this year we have finalized a pathway so that families have a visual guide to understand the options that they have so that if their children do want to be involved for all four years of high school, they understand what those options are. So I feel like the depth of what we're able to do has gotten deeper and also the breadth because we've been able to offer um, classes that maybe don't have huge class size numbers, but fortunately because we're supported, we can, we can offer that class that may only have 10 or 15 kids in it. So one of the things that I love every year, and I've had the privilege of getting to share this news on our website and social media and through press releases for uh, the last five years, I believe, is that we have been named for five consecutive years one of the best communities for music education in America from a a big national group that uh, advocates for music education. And that is always just such an encouragement uh, to our music teachers because kids are exposed to that K through 12. But that award, Faith, really is just scratching the surface of a lot of the accolades that we get in arts education. Can you talk about some of those uh, honors and recognitions that we've received over the last few years? Sure. We have a lot of great things that are happening. One of the most recent is our band being invited to perform in the Rome, Italy New Year's Day parade not this Christmas, but next, so bringing in 2024. Um, We also have had just recently our thespian group, our theater students at the high school, won the regional with their their fall play, and now they will move on to state the first weekend of December. Our show choirs and our concert choirs continue to... um, earn superior ratings at all of their events. We have students' artwork that is um, awarded at the state superintendent's art show. 
our dance department and our dance teams continually rank in the top three in the country. So we have a lot of different awards that our kids are getting, but we also, our teachers are also being recognized. This year alone, we had two of our music teachers, Brent Coleman at Pazitz, was named the Alabama Choir Directors Association Dr. Thomas Smith Award for Excellence, and also at Liberty Park Middle School, Heather Cantwell received the um, Lacey Powell Outstanding Music Educator Award. And in visual art, the famous Larry Gibson was the Alexander Shannara Teacher of the Month earlier this year and got to have his photo on the billboard. So lots of recognition for our students, but also for our teachers. And Faith, I believe you may have to help me with this, but they y'all have really worked on creating a um, arts, I think, seal. Yes, the arts achievement you, seal. Yes, thank you. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Because I know some of our students and parents who are listening would probably like to know a little bit more about that since it's fairly new. Yes, the Arts Achievement Seal is a way to recognize students for their commitment to the arts courses and the arts departments at the high school. If a student is enrolled in three years of an arts course, they are eligible for the Arts Achievement Seal. The requirement is that they do have the three years and also maintain a B average in their arts courses. And this can be a combination of different arts courses or if they choose to stay in the same discipline. For example, if they're in the band for three years, they would get a arts achievement seal with a music concentration. They receive a certificate before they graduate, and they also have a medal that they get to wear at graduation. We like to celebrate the kids that are dedicated to the arts and that you know may end up majoring or continuing to uh, perform in college, but also for those kids that have stuck in the programs but may not follow a career related to the arts. So we've been talking a lot. If you've been listening to um, our episodes over the past few months, we've talked a lot about One Rebel, One Future. And obviously there's so much that is involved within that plan. And one piece of that would be, um, well, it's actually a big piece of that, but a big focus on the arts. Mm -hmm. So um, Faith, talk a little bit about what are some of the things that could happen if this plan does pass. Many of our art spaces would receive upgrades Um, newer facilities, newer equipment in their classrooms, additional storage. The big um, build that we hope to see happen is on the main campus at the high school. They will add an additional building that will hold the new band room and also um, a dance studio upstairs. This will also allow for us to create in the current band space, a new and larger choir room, and we're going to add a black box theater, which I think will be very exciting for some more intimate performances and an additional meeting space at the high school. Yeah, and I've seen those plans, and they are so exciting. Oh, gorgeous facilities. Yeah. Um, and, and so many opportunities, too, beyond that. So to build on existing programs, to provide more resources into those programs, uh, but just to give students the facilities that they, they really need in order for these programs to thrive. Because a lot of people, when we were talking about it at a community presentation the other night, a lot of people don't realize that some of those arts facilities that are at the high school main campus in particular, have been there since the school was built in the 19th 70s, the early 70s, and they really haven't been touched that much in that 50-year span of time, right? Yes, that's true. And I think some people come in and see our spaces and then are amazed at the product that our teachers and our students are able to produce in the tight spaces that they're in. For example, the band doesn't fit in the band room. They're scattered out all over the school when they have to rehearse together or at the same time. So um, it was exciting for us last year. We were able to go and tour other schools in the state that have newer and upgraded facilities. And it 
obviously we got very excited, but it, it got our wheels turning about the possibilities of how we could utilize that new space and how that could change the experiences that our kids are able to able to have in the space. Yeah, I think for anybody who is unsure, if you go tour the band room, I think even really the choir room, definitely the dance room. I mean, you would see we just really need, you know, for one thing, much larger spaces, but just spaces that are more conducive to those programs and to our students, like Faith said, really benefiting um, the most that they could. And at the high school, when you think about 40% of the students are involved in the arts, that's a large, that's a large, large portion of our student body. So mm-hmm. we really do want the, the addition and the square footage and the upgrades for, for their spaces. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of students being yes. involved. And that, that only stands to grow with the amount of support that we're putting into the arts. I agree. And so one thing that I wanted to mention before we get out of here today is just, as you mentioned at the start of the podcast, lots of programs, showcases that are coming up in the arts uh, over the holidays. How can people find a schedule for that? Uh, and if they, you really want to unpack even more in arts education, see pictures and videos and things like that, where could our uh, listeners go to find that information? We actually have a new website that we created this fall, and it has a calendar of events for the whole year and all the schools. It also has information on the courses that we offer, the state course of study. We have an art gallery that has images of visual artwork as well as still images from performances that the students have done so far this year. You can find it on any of the school websites and also the district websites. It's arts and education, so please visit there. Uh, and I uh, believe you can just go directly to uh, vhcs.us slash arts education. Yes, that's correct. As well. Oh, you're also on social media, a couple of uh, social media pages that people can follow. Yes, we have Facebook and Instagram, and it's VHCS Arts Ed. Please like and follow and share. All right. Well, Faith Linhart, thank you so much for joining us. We look forward to uh, seeing you around the schools and uh, taking in some of those great holiday performances. Yes. Merry Christmas. That's right. And thank you for listening to the podcast. We'll talk to you again soon.